I'm Kevin Bachman. On this episode of Background Check Radio, I'll tell you why I think employers are kind of lying when they say how much they value candidate experience. Stick around. Okay, here's how I know you're lying about how much you care about the candidate's experience. Uh, To be fair, maybe that's a little too strong a word. Maybe you're not really lying, but I do think you're missing the forest through the trees and kind of being a bit disingenuous about it. But I said it, so I'll, I'll use the word. What am I talking about? You know, I'm a big show me guy. And, and what I see is every employer saying how committed they are to a great candidate experience during the hiring process. And it's a noble goal and it's one that we should all strive for. But there's a key fail during that process that I've seen for years. And I see it not only gaining steam, but being embraced by background screeners. Here's the issue and why I think it tells me you're not as committed to a smooth experience as you claim to be. You're making the candidate do all the work. What do I mean by this? I'm talking about when an employer who already has a relationship with a candidate and has already directed the candidate to their hiring portal or ATS, and they've already requested they enter all the information for the employer to review and go through the interview process. But when it comes time for the background check, The employer then asks the screening vendor to contact the candidate to obtain the information you didn't originally get the first time, but that the screener needs. Date of birth, social security number, driver's license number. But what employers are asking is, you're asking a candidate that you're trying to woo to join your organization to go off and work with the scary never met before background check company and give them kind of no questions asked their most personal, sensitive information. Then, with your next breath, I'm reading your posts, your blogs, your case studies, where you tell me how faithful and committed you are to the candidate's pre-hire recruiting experience. But you're so committed, you ask the candidate to enter their information not once, but twice. I I can't square that circle. Listen, I'm not here to yell at you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to talk about something which... I think it's pretty ironic, which I think materially impacts your candidate's opinion of you, your company. And if you pull on that string enough, whether they join your team, become a valuable contributor, and and add value to your organization and your bottom line. Now, if you're listening, you're probably saying, wait, Kevin, isn't transparency good? Don't don't we want this? And doesn't it help reduce litigation and mistakes and, and, and problems all around? Well, yes, transparency and and openness is crucial to the process in the beginning. Authorizations, disclosures, communications about what to expect from the screening process. And it's essential at the end of the process. Pre-adverse, adverse action, individualized assessments, or if the candidate requests a copy of their consumer report. All good things. But in the middle, during the actual background check or getting it started, no, not, not smooth at all. So what does smooth look like to me? I believe the smoothest candidate experience in this industry is one where the candidate is provided the proper disclosure and consent forms. They're apprised of what the screening process is and what it isn't. They, they sign it, they provide consent, and then they hear nothing until the screen's done. And by hearing nothing, I mean they're required to do nothing. Status updates, that's fine. But I don't go to a restaurant and put on an apron and go into the kitchen to help the chef. 
So why are we, we requiring something similar from our candidates? You know, it, it's ironic because it's ingrained in us that asking applicants to help is smooth, is frictionless. But, but is it really? Step back and think through it. Would you want to do it as an applicant? If you wouldn't, don't ask yours. Here are a couple of reasons why I recommend to my employer clients that they don't ask their screening partner to work directly with applicants to obtain information that they otherwise could. First, it adds a lot of time to the process. I've studied this data for years. It's an easy 12 to 18 hour turnaround time delay when an applicant is asked to provide information rather than an employer. For a variety of reasons, which I won't go into here, applicants simply won't move as quickly on this as the employer will. And then the screener is facing a lot of pressure to cut corners or condense the process. Screeners get the ask to, to complete this to make it more time efficient for the recruiting and talent acquisition teams. But I don't see anyone studying or communicating how the screen itself takes a significantly longer time when the candidate does it instead of the employer. Second, the background checkers get direct feedback from the applicants on, on the process. Beyond knowing how quickly or slowly they comply, the candidate's trepidation, trepidation about giving their most personal, sensitive information to a company they've never met is real. We don't think of ourselves as scary because we know ourselves, but outside of our offices, yeah, this is a scary concept. We hear frustrations from candidates who can't figure out how to use the system. We hear candidates complain about having to enter their information in one system, only to have to do it again in another system two weeks later after the interview. And, and lastly, we know how easy and quick it is to submit it yourselves. You know, just about every screener has a candidate and, uh, a portal where within 60 to 90 seconds this information can be provided. Now, some of you don't want to collect the PII pre-hire, and I get that and I respect it, but that's a smaller percentage of employers who embrace this process. Most employers don't do this because they don't want to. And I think it pushes some candidates away. So you know what's funny about this? Screeners and, and third-party software platforms are spending a lot of money trying to enhance the experience for your candidates in providing these solutions. And they're doing it on your behalf. I, I guess it's not funny if you're the one writing the checks, but I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. Your true partners really don't want you to ask for it. They're probably doing it for free, but even if they charge you a buck or two per candidate to initiate and handle the process on the back end, they, they kind of wish you did it yourself. Why? It's not because they're lazy. Your true partners see the challenges I just described, and if they're interested in your success, they should and will mention it. So don't get mad at them. They're not trying to be difficult or obstinate. Look inward, inside your teams. Do you have a lot of conversations about candidate abandonment of the process, or how you can't find good people, why candidates are turning down your offers? You know, it's the small things like this. Longtime listeners of the pod know I often talk about how many of the solutions I propose are analog. They're not digital, they're not cutting edge, high tech, HR tech, whatever that phrase means. They're small, simple, easy things that don't cost a ton of money or take up a ton of time. I also like to say in this business, some things we do because it helps us make money. Some things we do not because it moves the needle in terms of making something more efficient or faster or cheaper, 
But because it's a specific ask from a client, and if we meet the ask, then we can make money. Our buyers want it, even if we don't think it's the best solution. This is one of them. And we'll happily continue to do it. We're serving their clients' needs. But broadly, to me, it's a superfluous process that adds time. From my vantage point, I'm swimming upstream here, and I know it. This is a logically sound, but ultimately losing argument. The alternative, the way employers are, are, are proceeding and the, the trends, it's just too simple and techy and clean a solution. And, and, and yes, I'm using air quotes here when I, when I say solution. But I'll keep swimming upstream in hopes the most innovative will buy what I'm selling here. I'll keep talking about it because the best people will always be in the highest demand. Pre-pandemic, during a pandemic, post-pandemic, that ain't going to change. The best have the most options, are the most sought after, and command the highest pay within their particular industry or position. I'll keep talking about it because whether your business succeeds or fails is determined by several factors, but near or at the top of it is the strength of your team. So in order for me to provide my clients with the best guidance, I'm always looking for ways to more effectively capture that talent. And that starts by eliminating processes that push candidates away. I'll keep talking about it because when we discuss how to provide more value to our clients that goes above and beyond the products they buy, when we talk about creating and deepening those relationships, the ones that make a client stay with you, even when you miss a record or someone else offers an 8% discount, these are the things that matter. And lastly, I'll keep talking about it because our role is to help our clients run their businesses better, help them hire better, help them make more money because they're working with you. None of these things I just suggested make you money today. But when their contract is up, when their boss demands a vendor review for the due diligence purposes, when you missed a record, when your competitor offers sweet discounts, yeah, what I just said doesn't make you money today, but it makes you a ton of money tomorrow. Your retention rates are higher. Your customer acquisition costs are lower. Your margins are healthier. That's how you build an empire. I'm Kevin Bachman. Thanks for listening to this episode of Background Check Radio. Have a great day.